and welcome back to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. It is a um, really sunny, really nice, very cold um, Monday morning here in Central Ohio. My name is Brandon, and I am Craig, and it has warmed up ten degrees since we got here. It's thirty-two or thirty-three degrees. I just checked it here about five minutes ago, so we're not as bad as we were an hour ago. But it's going up to forty-five or something today. And there's the weather from the local we meteorologist, Craig Bretz. <laughs> we got, yeah, we got this uh, warm front coming in for the weekend, though. <laughs> it's crazy. I know. I can't wait. Oh, can't wait. I do you think we're out? It. You think we're out of the cold season now? <laughs> good luck. You think we're gone? You good think luck. we're actually on the upswing now? No. Good luck, oh, buddy. Gosh. It is. Oh gosh. What, November the twenty-first. Do you think we're over it? I, I was hoping we're over it. If you move to Florida, you're over it. <laughs> so I, we're sitting down here. We're sitting down here a minute ago before we, we before we came on air, and um, he said something about Justin Bieber. Something about this would be funny if I didn't listen to Justin Bieber, and he said that to me with the straightest face, like he doesn't listen to Justin Bieber. We all know if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know this guy has a. <laughs> this guy has two men in his life. Oh Lord. It's Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a half a man. And then you got Bryce Harper. So there you go. I mean, this guy, he, okay. He tells me as he sets it down in my office about an hour ago, he goes, he's like, I was listening to Mariah Carey. So I shut her off yesterday on a Christmas song and I pulled up her and guess who? Justin, Justin Bieber. Bieber. So you know what I'm talking about, bro. I mean, if I was going to listen to a version, I was going to listen to a better version than just her by herself. And what was the song? All I want for Christmas. Okay, if I'm going to pull up a better version, it's going to be Ben Crosby or Frank Sinatra or Nat They King don't Cole. have that song. All I want for Christmas? Yeah, like... I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. He's doing his best Bieber as he can right now. I don't care about the presents. Okay, thanks, guys, for joining us for Grounded. <laughs> Underneath the Christmas tree. So, we have to... Actually, I don't. You have to apologize for okay, last yep. week. We did so, not have grounded. He was back on vacation, not at Dublin Methodist, but he was a, he was on vacation on a tree stand. So, okay, so here is my formal apology to Podcast Land. I know um, I, was, we, I was hit hard with that. I heard from a few people that, like Randy, told me, aka the Black Rifle Fairy. He told me yesterday he was like, "You guys messed my week up. Right? Like it right. destroyed my week." Um, my wife. Who knew that we weren't podcasting? Like she told me literally 10 minutes ago, I was on the phone with her. She said, uh, you've got a podcast for two hours to make up for I last week. I don't think week. we could talk two hours. Oh, I bet we could, but <laughs> yeah, we're we not could. going to. <laughs> um, you know, there was, uh, you said you got it. What? Molly text you? Uh, yeah, I think she did. I, I, I'm trying to think who did. Um, I, I heard from several Jason people. Jason text you. Yeah. Yeah. Said we messed his Wednesday morning up. Yeah, yeah. So to all of you people, I'm not going to – too many to name, all six of you. Um, I apologize formally right now, and that's from the bottom of my heart. I hope that you can right, accept right, my right, apology right, right, for not right. being here. But I was spending time with my father in a tree stand, and so we had some good so times. You can't, you can't beat that. So you can't beat that. Yeah, you have, you have to go with that, so that, that's yeah. really good. Um, so you, you mentioned Randy. We're mm-hmm. drinking some coffee. We he are. brought this in last week, which we weren't here. You were in a tree stand. And so he brought this in last week, but we're doing it this week. It's from Black Rifle, mm-hmm. correct? And it, it is the Halls of Lotsa Beanza. And if you look at that, it's old, like Aztec looking. Like that is a really neat it packaging. Like Indiana Jones or something. It like does. That. It's like Temple of Doom. It's like for boom, sure. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They've got some neat graphics. I've got, um, in my, um, Shipment this past month, I got murdered out, which is just a really dark roast. It's good. I'm murdered actually, I was out. Murdered out. I was drinking it earlier, and I got their made by the Manson family. That's right. Yeah, and I got their Christmas um, blend, which is thirty presents out, and and that's a good one too. I had that 30 last presents. year. Thirty presents out. Hmm. It's got a picture of Santa and a sleigh on the cover. He's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we got Thanksgiving coming up this week. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, Randy. Thank for, you, Randy. Thank it you is, for the coffee. Okay. Thank you, Robin. Thank have you, you had guys. It? Huh? Have you had it? I think. I yeah, have. I think yeah, Robin is to actually thank because she's the one who who signed up for that special stuff. These are special. Like you can't just go on the site and buy these. Like this haul yes. of lots of beans, beansa. You can't just buy it. So yeah, she asked me yesterday if, if we tried it, until, and I said no, but we're going to try it today. So yeah, so thank you guys very much. It's um, it is good. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's very good. And, and that's yeah, my thing with Black Rifle Coffee. Is that it's it's smooth? Yeah. 
So. Very good. So thank you guys for, for giving us coffee. Anybody wants to give us coffee, we're always willing to drink it. And, um, we go from there. We can, we'll take K cups. We'll take, um, regular coffee. We'll take whatever, whatever you got. Whole bean we'll ground. It. We don't whole care. Bean we, ground. We've got a matter. grinder. Yeah. We make it happen. Yeah. Um, I haven't had Sanka in a while, so I'd rather not, but you know, isn't that instant coffee? I have no idea. Have you ever had instant coffee? Yes. A long, long time ago. Yeah. That's like stuff like if you're like, you know, you're Out sitting in the middle in a of nowhere hole. camping. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That, that would, you would have to make do. No. I'd, I'd like, figure out a way to take a pour over or a french press in like i watched some guys on a on a hunting show and they do they've got these jet boil things where they boil their water yeah those are awesome that yeah those are really good it's really good so uh uh, thanksgiving coming up this week Mm -hmm. and um you know hope you guys have a wonderful thanksgiving and i know people are getting together with friends and family it does the weather does look fairly decent yeah it's gonna warm up it's be nice so we're heading to cincinnati so it's supposed to be in the mid 50s like 55 57 or something so awesome looking forward to that yeah so you are staying here, staying We're put? Staying put this week. Uh, mom, and, mom and dad mm-hmm. are actually coming up. We're going to Allie's family, Allie's side, um, and going to do Thanksgiving meal there. Mom and dad are staying in Virginia, having thanks their Thanksgiving meal, like I think midday, early afternoon, and then they're driving back up. This will be dad's last trip up hunting. So Willie um, and Dolly are coming back that's up. That's right, Willie and Dolly trying to um, – and, yeah, she did say she she would prefer to be called Dolly. So I, I, Well, there she goes. She's so, just Dolly, I guess. That's right. Um but they, uh, they're coming up Thanksgiving. They'll be up Thanksgiving night. And then, um, so dad and I will hunt Friday, Saturday. Um, I, I actually filled my buck tag this past weekend. Um, Saturday morning was a good morning. So that was good. You got it. I got it. So saw the picture. Yeah. It was, it was a fun four yep, minutes yep, in yep. the tree stand. That was the fastest. I was running late. Okay. And I got in the tree stand and I heard this deer walking. And, and at that time of the morning, like it was just breaking daylight. You can tell a mature buck walking through right, the woods. Right. Like it's just a different sound. If you've hunted right. for a long amount of time, you've, you've heard it. And I lean around the tree and I see him and he's like 40 yards from me. And I'm like, Oh no, my bow's still on the ground. So I had to pull my bow up, get an arrow knocked. It was a whole crazy debacle, but I was literally in my tree stand for like four minutes before it was all done. And so you got it. It was awesome. Got it. it was a good morning, which was good because it was freezing that morning. So I didn't even have time to get cold. Uh, was that the day the wind? Yes, was the wind picked up. Unbearable. Yeah, it picked up. Yeah. yeah, I sat there for like 15 minutes, and I, I made a couple phone calls. I called Allie. I called my mom because she texted me. Uh, my dad ended up shooting a buck in Virginia about Saw an that. hour later. I got the picture. So that was cool. I got the picture. Um, but after about 15 minutes, I'm sitting there in the wind. The trees kind of moving back and forth. You know, I'm 15, 16 feet off the ground. I'm like, why am I sitting here? There was a a tree right behind where I was at that had uprooted couple years ago and so there's a big root ball there with dirt in it and everything so i lowered everything down and i climbed down and i tucked up into that that pile of dirt and drank me some coffee and sat there really? for a little bit and just enjoyed the morning and how cold was it i it was cold i think it was like i don't even know if it it was in the teens at that point yeah it was that was that I was uh, it, that was uh, saturday saturday yeah. yeah saturday was cold i thought it was cold but it was a beautiful morning sunrise was was really pretty and um while you were doing that Anita and I hoofed it on over to the coffee, coffee creamery in Marysville. Oh yeah, and uh, I had a maple latte with Dude, oat milk. Their maple lattes are the bomb, and that was that was really really that good. That is my favorite. And That's I'm my gonna, go-to drink. That was my deer hunting for the morning. A maple latte, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're good, and with the oat milk, yeah, it was really good. I was I, really I'm a good. fan of oat milk. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, just like every redneck, we hoofed it on down to Rural King. Nice, yeah. man. Just spend a morning of it. We did actually. Yeah. Big date. Awesome. Big date at the Brad's household. <laughs> for sure. And you're probably tired by noon. Oh, well, I was ready for bed by six. You know how it goes. Dude, you've been texting me and I've been with you. You like last night at like what? Seven something? You're like seven thirty. Is it midnight? It seemed like it was midnight last it's, night. I told Allie that yesterday. I'm like, I feel like it's so late. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's I, I hate it. Yeah. But no, my, my sister and brother in law and their three boys are coming up. Um, toward the weekend too, and we're going to the zoo lights oh, on Saturday perfect. evening. So that's that will be fun. So your whole family will be here Sunday. Um, I think they're going back home because they're celebrating Thanksgiving with my brother in law side of the family or something. His okay. brother's coming in. So your so parents are heading back Saturday. Mom and dad will be staying for a few extra days. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. So they'll be they'll be up here for a gotcha. little bit. But 
That'll be good. That'll be good. So we got one more week in our series coming up, back back to the basics. Yep. And uh, so far, we've knocked out uh, several topics, and we've heard from several of our ministry leaders. Yep. We've heard from the um, children's department. Heard from the. Um, uh, Connections Cafe, and then we've also heard yesterday from Worship, and mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. It so, was good. if you guys I... haven't caught the videos, and uh, or you want to re-see them, they're on Facebook. They're on Facebook. Okay, so um, and you can go back, and and if you haven't caught them, that probably means you you haven't um, joined us for a service. So you exactly. can go back and and worship with us by by watching a service there on YouTube, on YouTube. Yeah, and they're there, so they're, they'll they'll be there. The yep. um, the last the first couple of weeks it was right before the message, and then yesterday it was following the message, following the announcements. Yep. So um, get a chance to uh, take a look at that. That was really well done. Yeah, thanks. So I thought they did a good job. They did a great job, and and you know we had four. Four ladies kind of talk about what worship meant to them and what the va- the value of being on a worship team was. And mm-hmm. um, I wish I could have used more people, but, you know, we've got so many great people that serve on the worship team, but mm-hmm. we couldn't have a 20-minute video. No, you couldn't. It was, But it was good. Yeah. It was really good. So we're going to end this series, and um, we've got um, – that means that we are we're, – we're moving into Christmas, right? That is right. We're moving into Christmas. Moving so. into Christmas. There it is. You know, I, all I can see is Michael Jordan's cutout. And Kevin McAllister with and both Kevin hands. Yeah, yeah, yes. right, 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 right. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. That's what I think of, too. It's a good song, though. It I'm is a good song. on the Christmas tree. and um, But, yeah, Christmas is coming up. Um, we're doing the Christmas series, um, All Night Divine. Yep. And we've got a couple tricks up our sleeve for that, uh, for that series. Um, we're going to hear from you. We're going to hear from Todd and, uh, me and, um, looking forward to that. We're, uh, our month will start out on, um, that morning, um, the, is that the fourth? The fourth, December with, the fourth. Um, the series. Todd's going to open us up and looking forward to that. And then that evening, we're going to come back together and worship with a night of worship. Um, six o'clock, six o'clock. And so that'll be good. So, um, guys, hope you're preparing yourself and getting ready and getting ready for the Christmas season as we wind down this year. Do you know that we have five Sundays left in this year? It's crazy. Five. I feel like this year just started. I do too. <laughs> Literally, I feel like we just ended Christmas. I know. I, I mean, it just, it, it never stops. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. But, um, but anyway, we're looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to hearing from Todd, looking forward to hearing from you. And, uh, just a, I think, I think we've got, I think we've got a good series coming up for Christmas. Yeah. I think it's going to be a little different than what you, uh, we're going to talk about Christmas, but we're taking different aspects of this this time around. So. I feel better about it now that I actually have pinpointed what I'm going to speak on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, was like I had a few different ideas, and so I just had to be like, okay, no, this is the direction I'm going. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm excited about that. I'm looking yeah. forward to it, too. And I know, you know you've know, you got your your messages ready to go. So ready to roll. I'm excited about ready that. Ready to roll. Mm-hmm. Ready to roll. And then, um, then we end this year and hop into a new year. Yes. Can you believe that? Oh, man. We, we'll wait to talk about that. Yes, we, we will. We'll stop. We, we won't because even Because guess what? At that point, the weather will probably be on your bad side. Really? Oh, yeah. I thought the weather was warming up, bro. It is warming up. I, mean, I, thought we were do- I literally thought we're done with the cold weather. Nope. Whatever you need to tell okay. yourself. You live in your little fantasy land. I was actually already scouting places to go if I needed to get out. Like, right. do I go to Jacksonville, Florida? Do I go to Houston? I'm going to go to Houston. Go Astros. Oh, gee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess they're oh, we had a good day yesterday. Yeah, we did. Real good day. Uh, we had another big house, mm-hmm. big full house, and yep. um, a lot of new faces again. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Be seeing that a lot. And yeah, and I, you know, I, I, I talked to a couple of those mm-hmm. those guests we had, and really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nice people, and seemed excited to be here. And yeah, so. I just I really, I, I really feel, um, I really feel like God um, is doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'll just be honest. We've had some people leave because you know I have been either outspoken or they haven't liked like something we saw people come in that really don't care for what I say. Right. And, you know, I, I, I'll be honest with you. It does not bother me. Right. It's like me just going out and sneezing and I will go out and I totally forget. About it. But I understand it all. I, under, I understand. And here, here, here's my thing. I just wish people would follow God. Exactly. I just wish people would follow the word of God. And if they're following the word of God, they're going to see that, um, I may not be 100% correct on some things when I look at that, but on God, yeah. that's what I'm yeah. landing on. I'm yeah. 100% correct on that because that's, that's who I want people to see. And so, uh, 
again, I'll tell you that if you, uh, if you, if you get angry at something or get mad at something, you, you need to really be looking at yourself and what God's trying to tell you. Maybe you're not mad because you're mad. Maybe you're mad, maybe you're mad because God's convicting you right. and you know you yep. should do something differently. Yep. And I was going to say, dig into the scripture as a whole, you know, don't exactly. cherry pick it. Exactly. So despite all that, we still have God's God, moving. Yeah. God's moving. Yeah. He's sending all news. Here, here's been my thing from the get go is that God is rearranging RCC. Mm-hmm. God is moving components out, moving components in, and he's putting the church he wants together. Here's the thing. I don't build the church. You don't build the church. Nobody builds the church. Guess who does? Yep. It's God. It's God's church. God will send people here who need to be fed, and God will send mm-hmm. people here who need to get a, where he wants the job to be done, and he wants the kingdom yep. to expa- expand. And, and for the time being, I'm here, you're here. People are here and, you know, maybe God will move me out someday. Maybe God will move you out. Maybe we'll be here till God comes back. I don't know. Right. But, um, where we're at right now is that God seems to be bringing people here that need, need, need to be here. So I'm absolutely excited about that. So it was exciting yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then, um, we had our thankful, um, thing and I was in the middle of doing like three things at one time, talking to people and all that. So I got back and saw some of, but I was really excited to see Todd. Todd did an awesome job yes, of it was good. getting that together. They fed, um, like, was it 80? 50, it was 80 some, some boxes, 80 boxes. 50 some families, I yes. think, received meals. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, I look, I was back there earlier when they were packing them up. Awesome job. They all, yep. it's like they were assembly line back there. Yep. They did a great job. And then people still stayed and handed, um, mm-hmm. So I was talking to him this morning. He said it went really well, and yeah, it was good. Really it was a, it was, was a nice. Yeah. The assembly line was perfect. Yeah, we I think we ended up packing about I don't know four or five boxes. Yeah, so yeah, one, that was really cool. I think Christian helped me. Jordan helped me, and then yeah, that was really good. So that that went really well. So if you all helped out with that yesterday, and you're listening, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And um, you once again, it's just being that touch. You never know what you know what's going to be done. Yep. You know with yep. that, and um, I um. Yeah, it's bigger than food. It's, it's a lot bigger, bigger than, food. than food. A lot bigger than just food. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's just God working through that. You know, it's like, um, you know, God worked through those boxes. I know that sounds yeah. almost ridiculous, but God does work through that. Well, I look at it the way, you know, that, that I look at Jesus's ministry. Yeah. And there were times where Jesus had to physically heal. So he had to provide and, you know, for a need mm-hmm. before that they could mm-hmm. hear mm-hmm. what he had to say. Right. Um, and, and I think that's true for us today still is sometimes, you know, we have to provide something that someone needs or we have to provide something physical um, before God can then work in their hearts and, mm-hmm. and, and soften their hearts to hear his right. truth. Um, and I think this is just another one of those opportunities mm-hmm, just to be able mm-hmm. to provide for something that is needed. Um, but then at the same time to say, hey, God loves you. We love you. Exactly. So. I, th- I think that's I think that's a good way to look at it because, um, you know. God's word tells us that he will provide all of our needs. Right. And well, we need to eat. Yep. And some of these people, their needs are just need to eat and they mm-hmm. can't afford it. Or, you know, maybe if they could afford whatever, it would have been whatever. So it's really, that's really a good, that was really a good outreach. So yep. thank you to Todd. Thank you to, um, everybody who helped yep. out with that and stayed and, and handed out boxes and all that. So just really, just really good. So thank you guys for that. Yep. It was good. It was a good day. It really was. But it was good yesterday for worship too. I thought, um, you know, everybody, uh, sang well and, mm-hmm. um, I thought the songs were great and, um, it was a good day. It was a good day. Yeah. It was a very good day. So we were in our series, Back to the Basics, and we talked about leadership, talked about eldership. And, um, you know, it's really one of those things where, um, would you agree with this? That church leadership, eldership can make or break a church. Absolutely. They, they can make it. Or they could break it, and and here's the crazy thing: sometimes um, churches take on the personalities of their leaders. Correct, and I've seen it a lot, and so it's one of those things to where you you, you know church leadership is is just really um, important today. I like what Winston Churchill said. This was really funny. I thought he said it's a difficult job being a leader because you can't tell if people are following you or chasing you. Yes, and, and I thought that was a good quote because sometimes you can't. Right. Sometimes right. they are following. Sometimes, sometimes they're trying to chase you down. You. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> But I, um, you know, I, um, I told a little story and I'm not going to go into it about, uh, at a, a church that I was at in, in Wisconsin. And, um, it wasn't my favorite church, but I really learned about a lot about prayer during that time, prayer and fasting. And I, and I really, I, I, I always pinpoint my prayer life back to that part, uh, of my life because mm-hmm. that was the place where I really learned to, um, 
the power of prayer. Right, right. And so that was like 25 years ago. And so uh, the power of prayer was just unbelievable. I mean, how I saw God work, how I saw God move. And where I was tempted to act out, you know, some of the guys, um, there was one elder in particular who um, was just a prayer warrior. He would put his hand on my shoulder and he'd be like, Hey, let's not go in front of God. Let's let, let's let God do this. Mm-hmm. Really was a new, uh, really was a new, um, thinking and for me to do that. And right. so he would say, here's what we need to pray about. And, and, and so he really taught me a lot yeah. about, and you were you how know, old at this point? Um, I'm probably just, uh, just 30, 31. Okay. And so, uh, it taught me a lot about that. And so just watching that and then watching God move and that was just, um, right. just amazing. Right. So the church itself had some, some issues. It was growing issues actually. Are we going to grow and get, get where God wants us to be? Or are we going to decline and go back kind of where, right. where every church gets? Exactly. And, um, but these guys were such prayer warriors. These guys were, you know, fasting and praying mm-hmm. and always seeking God. It was, it was, a, it was yeah. really a big, a big, uh, um, big moment in my and life. And I, I love what you said yesterday too about that. You were talking about them fasting and praying. And I know first service you said, you know, they weren't doing it for show. It's no, not they like, weren't. you know, and, and I would say most people, probably 99% of the people didn't even know they were doing it. No, they didn't. And so they did not. And, um, the one of the, um, elders did a, 30 day fast. Okay. And I, I was always amazed because, um, this was about 96, 1996 or so. And I was always amazed when you, when I talked to him during that time, I'll, I'll just be honest with you. He, I felt like that he just walked with God. Does that make sense? I yeah. felt like that he literally sat down and had a cup, cup of coffee with God. Right. He, he, he just seemed that in tune with God. And so, <laughs> I've always been jealous of that because I don't know if I've ever been that in tune with God like he was, but man, he was seeking God and he, uh, it, it was just one of those things. Charles Swindoll defines leadership like this, mm-hmm. influence that inspires. And, um, and I think that's, that could go either way, don't you? You can Absolutely. inspire somebody to go bad. Exactly. You can inspire somebody to go good. And I believe that the church needs men who are going to inspire other men to do the job that God has called them to do. 100% agree. And um, 1 Timothy 3.1 says, here's a trustworthy saying, whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. Mm-hmm. And um, I broke down the word overseer from really from the book of Acts. And um, there's three words. They're, they're translated for elder. They all describe the same position as elder, but they have a different responsibility. And I'll go through these real quick. Number one is presbyterus, which I know you've probably heard of. Yep. Yeah. A lot of people said they did not after, it's like, I never knew those words. Yeah. And this means an elder. This is a person who's mature. Doesn't mean that they're old. Just means right. that they're mature in the faith. You, you know? Exactly. And I don't know if I, when I said it, I don't know if I said it here or later on, doesn't mean that, you know, they, they have to be a Christian 40 years. Right. Right. They might be a Christian. Six months. Right. But here's the funny thing. Now, tell me if this is true. You've known people who've come to God, and they've been a Christian a year, and they seem to be more mature than a person who's been in church for 50 years. Yes. What is that? What is that? <sighs> yeah, I I don't know. You did see that. I think you said that later on in the message yesterday, too, and, and I— Agree completely with you. You know, I, I think that you know, you see that sometimes more often than not. Um, I don't know. I think that's honestly sometimes Satan just using tradition and and using our likes and wants and and our emotions, our um, feelings, kind of through the years of we. You know, we all we all like it, it, things the it, way we like them. Does it break down from I'm saved, but it's not sanctification. And that's where that that's that word is so important. That where word I'm of sanctification. I, I, I'm saved. I believe that Jesus mm-hmm. Christ is the Son of the Living God. I believe He rose from the dead. I accept Him as my personal Lord and Savior. I know that I'm a sinner. I'm baptized, and basically, it stopped right there. Right. There might be a few things that you might do, right? But you, then you get involved in the whole church world, and it becomes mm-hmm. about church and not God, right? Right. So, and the sanctification process is never even thought about again. Right. Would that be a part of discipleship? I, I think so. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Where you're discipled, where you're making other, because if, how do you disciple somebody? Right. If you're not sanctified. Exactly. But we do have disciples because mm-hmm. we become disciples of religion. Exactly. Or disciples of tradition. Right. Or disciples of whatever. And so, 
And I've said that for the longest time is that we, you know, the American church, you mentioned that term yesterday, yeah. but I think we do a, a, an awful job sometimes about discipling. You know, we awful, we awful, we sometimes view our end goal as getting people baptized. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's really the mm-hmm. beginning. From that point, it's like, okay. Speaking of baptisms, we didn't, we didn't talk about it because we I, weren't here. I, yeah, I'm sorry again, but we had, um, Three baptisms. We had three baptisms um, the uh, a week before, so that was awesome. So, uh, Brad Shear, mm-hmm. um, Kara, and Jody Styles were yeah. were baptized. So that was really awesome. So, that was the first word, presbyterus, which means you know you're 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 mature, you're 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 spiritually mature, and you're grounded. Number two is episcopus, which is translated as an overseer. Uh, overseer. Um, First Timothy five seventeen it says the elders who direct the affairs of the church are worthy of double honor, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. And mm-hmm. this is a person who directs God's church. They they're leading them. Into, right. It's kind right. of a it's kind of you're you're corralling them down a certain way. Right. And um, I, I yesterday I said, and I tell you, like I told everybody, I said I need for you to listen to me. The church was never meant to be a democracy. Absolutely. Because what we've done is we've brought the American form of government into the church. And I'm going to be honest with you. I vote on everything. And and I think it's wrong. I agree. I think there's no glory to God in that whatsoever because it becomes about what you want. I'm going to vote for what I want. Right. And it doesn't become about God. And so you, you push God out. Exactly. So we're not out of the equation. Exactly. We're not a democracy. We're a Christocracy where Jesus is the head of the church. Jesus is in charge of Jesus tells us what to do. Mm-hmm. I don't tell us what to do. You don't. Right. Anybody else. We go to God's word and what yeah. does the church need to do? Well, can I be honest with you? I think we're about half wrong most of the times because we're not even following what the basic principles of the church enacts mm-hmm. and that's the church that we're supposed to be right. that's the church we're supposed to be like. So mm-hmm. um I read a scripture, it's a long one. First Peter chapter five verses one through five. It says to the elders among you, I appeal to you as fellow, as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings, who also share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you're willing, as mm-hmm. God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve. Now, lording over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you'll receive a crown of glory that will never fade away. In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. This is, this is really hard for people right. to submit yourselves to your elders because you, they're the ones who are to lead the church. They're the ones who are responsible for the church. Mm-hmm. You don't tell them what to do. Now, if they're, if they're out of line, absolutely. By all means, you, you, if they're unscriptural, yep. if they're, but if they're not, you're, you're not following God's plan. Right. But anyway, submit yourselves um, to your elders. All of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Mm-hmm. They're to oversee the flock. They're, they're to protect it. And part of protection is protecting it from the world. Right. Protect them from themselves sometimes. Right. right. Number three, the words polymono, uh, which means preacher or minister or pastor, you know, shepherd feeds the flock. And that would be somewhat my job or your job right. to where you're feeding the flock. I don't really consider myself an elder, but I would be in, in to some, to some degree. Right. But you're protecting the flock for somebody that might destroy it. So when I talk about things mm-hmm. that are dicey, yep. I'm doing it to protect you, right. that you're going to not fall into Satan's trap exactly. and be led away. So that's exactly. the reason for that. So I defined church elder yesterday, and I ran across this a long time mm-hmm. ago. I gave you credit. You for gave it. me credit, second service. I did. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. For it so yeah, I, I really I don't know who I ripped this off from. This was back in the day when I wasn't really giving credit to anybody. So right. I give credit to everybody now. So. Exactly. So as a mature follower of Christ, who is appointed to direct the affairs of God's church, which means they're going to spiritually, physically, under God's spirit, which is important. Yes. By setting an example of service, prayer, and love to God, and that means they're doing the job. Not only they're they're leading you, but they're also doing it too. Right. And they're serving God, and they're doing it with a good heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so we looked at First Timothy three, and we saw I I, I, I pinpointed um, four qualifications for the elder. Yeah. Um, number one was desire. And I read First Timothy 3 again, so let me read it again. Here's a trustworthy saying, whoever desires to be an overseer desires a noble task. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being a church leader is very thankless. It is. It is. I mean, yeah. um, if um, if things are going well, nobody really cares who the elders are, but when you don't like something, 
Uh-huh. You know, I found this off to be yep. way too true in my yep. in my past. Something happens, you don't like it. Somebody don't like it. Man, they are bending their ear. They're giving them an earful. It's just not right. Right. It's just not right no, to I, react I, I like that. I agree completely. 100%. It's not right. You know, you asked the question yesterday. <laughs> There's this guy standing there in a construction suit. I love that. And Randy put that little guy in the I corner. And he's got his hand on his chin. He's thinking. And you asked the question, why would someone desire to be an elder? Really? Why? You know, and it's like, I. I guess I've never thought about that, but you're right. It is a thankless job, right. whether, you know, elder, minister, yeah. um, you know, and, and so that's a great question. And at that point, you gave three, three reasons. I did. I said that, you know, they're, they're unashamed of their love for Jesus Christ. Yep. They, they, they want to share the gospel of Christ. They want to see the church grow. So that is it. That's inside of them. The second reason was they're just prompted by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I mean, if God is calling them to do that, then God's calling them to do that and they, and they need to do that. And then, and then they have the gift of leadership, number right. three. They, right. they just, God, I really do believe God gifts people in those areas. Yes, I agree. Some of us are not. Right. And, um, and I think the desire has to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, but I also know that, you know, that's, that's kind of a two edged sword because you're like, well, I desire to do it, but I don't want to be cocky and arrogant right, about it. Right. You know, so, but if you're called to do that, it's kind of like being a minister. Um, you know, God has called me to do that. So that's, that's what I do. And that really what God, on my part of it, mm-hmm. God has called me to be a minister. Yeah. I have, done my level best to get out of the ministry right and i have but god he only makes it work so hmm. he lets it go so far right. that he puts me right back in and i know it's god and so absolutely i quit, I quit fighting that literally almost 20 years ago yeah and i, I know there there have been people that i've talked to that have struggled with that idea of calling well what does that mean mm-hmm. well it, it means exactly what it sounds like you know i can remember the exact place that I was when I felt God call me into the ministry. And I knew in my was heart... Was that at a Justin Bieber concert? It was. Okay, I thought so. Not. Um, but, you know, I I felt in my heart, I didn't hear the audible voice of God saying, hey, Brandon, you know, but I knew. The Holy Spirit spoke to me that, you know, God wanted me to go into ministry, you know, and I haven't looked back. And, and you know, yeah, there have been times where it's been like, oh, man, it would be so much easier, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. less, so much less stress sometimes yep. To be in a, a regular profession, and um, and it is because I've been there. Yeah, I, I stepped out for a while, and it was less stressful because. But then you have other stresses, right? But here's the beauty of that: I don't think about it when I go home. Yeah, yeah, done. Right? I am oh, absolutely done. done. Like, yeah, nobody's calling me. Nobody's texting me about you know somebody mad at work. I don't care. They right, they can. Right. They, I'll figure it out the next day. I mean, who? I, and if I can't figure it out, HR will. So exactly. it's not my problem no more. Right. You know. Right. Like, but that ministry is a little bit different. Yeah. So. You you can't shut your your mind off. Exactly. Number two, I I said character. Mm-hmm. Um, first yeah. Timothy, um, three two through five. You may take it. Sure. Okay. I, was, I, was, I lost my place. So You're good. Like, yeah. First Timothy 3, 2 through 5 says, A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, temperate, sober-minded, of good behavior, hospitable, able to teach, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not covetous, one who rules his own house well, having his children in submission with all reverence. For if a man does not know how to rule his own house... How will he take care of the church of God? How about that question at the end? Mm. My goodness. Yeah. So what I did is I broke down the, the things that we we listed. I thought it was important to go through this because sometimes those verses go in, in one ear and out the other. So what I wanted everybody to do is just kind of stop and pay right. attention to it. Right. So broke it down, put blameless, kind of above, above reproach. Um, ask everybody, anybody ever been criticized in the room? Mm-hmm. Raise your hand. Pretty much everybody's raised their hand. Everybody's been criticized. And the point is, is we're all going to get criticism. I mean, I get weekly criticism. I, I, right. It's it is a part of the game. I it and that's just for me. It it is from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I um, but my whole thing was is that you know an elder might be criticized for something, but they need to set an example and demonstrate a lifestyle that's free from the patterns of the culture, worldly Correct. living. And, and I think I said, you know, if you have an elder out dancing in the pride parade or, you know, supporting Black Lives Matter or doing something, like, you need to be blameless. You can't jump right. on cultural yep. stances. And try to force them to be biblical or anything that's going to pull you away from the message of God. For sure. Uh, number two, you got to be the husband of one wife. Mm-hmm. And this has been a huge thing in the church for years. I mean, right. should you let a guy who's divorced be a, uh, you know, or a lot for years? I mean, for years I was in church where I've been in a couple of churches where they know you can't, if you were divorced, you're out totally. You, right. there's no way possible we're going to let you into. It was just, it, it was hard, 
line. Yeah. So I talked about three different um, interpretations of this phrase. Uh, number one, that a polygamist is not qualified to be an elder or a minister. So there you go. Number two, that it could be translated as a one-woman man. This would indicate that an elder must be absolutely loyal to the woman that he's married to. Makes sense. Number three is that um, a person um, cannot be an elder um, unless – and he's only could be married one time, one time. And just in case he could, he, he could be an elder if his wife died. Or if she committed adultery and you cut it off on the biblical stance right. for that. That was the only way. Right. So I uh, basically just said there there's a lot of people that think a lot of different ways. Yeah, and we I, all have our own opinions. We, we all have our, our opinion. pre you know, preconceived ideas there. Exactly. So um but I, I think the the best um simplest way to do this is means one he he's a one woman man. He must be devoted to his spouse and above accusations of being immoral. And so um you know, people are like, oh, well, you know, he, this happened before, you know, he was a Christian and all that. And, but then I've known Christians who have gotten divorced and, and then, you know, they'll put somebody on as an elder. And I, I really think you need to look at it hard. I do. Yeah, I, agree. I think you need to look at it because what happened there? What happened there, bro, that this, that this went down, that you allowed this to take place or what happened? And so right. I think you have to take into, individually, but continue to follow God's word. So if you're married now, are you, you know, are you committed to that? Right. And you're, are you one woman man? So anyway, that's what that was. Number three was temperate, which means he's got to be self-controlled. You know, nothing enslaves him. He's not, he's not, he doesn't have addictions for like, you know, money or sex or temper or gossip or alcohol, mm -hmm. anything like that. Uh, he has to be respectable. Elders, um, they have to have a, you know, a well-ordered life mm -hmm. where he's like, how about, you know, you respect the guy for, Correct. for his life. Hospitable means, means he is unselfish mm -hmm. with his, you know, with, the, with what he has. Yeah. He's, because he understands that this is what God has given to him. Right. Uh, number six is teach. And I landed on this for just a few minutes because I've been in churches where elders refuse to teach. Like, how can you be an elder and right. you're not going to teach? Right. I, I, why? Right. I don't, I don't get it. So I think an elder must be able, and this is, this is, this is true. I think they have to be able to communicate the truth of the gospel mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ. I think they need to be able to explain the doctrines of the Bible. Mm -hmm. I think there's things that they, they need to be ready to give an account for the reason that the hope that they have. They should be able to do that in a large setting, small setting, one-on-one. -on -one. Right. They should just be able to teach. Number six or number seven, not given wine. doesn't say you can't drink, mm -hmm. but it's basically the verse I read was First Timothy 3.3 3 from the American Standard Bible. No brawler, meaning you're not to be a drunkard. You're right, not, right. Uh, number eight, not quick-tempered. And um, again, American Standard Bible, 1 Timothy 3.3, 3, not a striker, uh, meaning that there, he, he can be tough, mm -hmm. but he's not always just in a brawl with somebody, always just into right. it with somebody. Um, not um, quarrelsome. This is huge. Um, elders shouldn't have a um, quarreling, selfish attitude. You know, mm -hmm. basically, you got a chip on your shoulder. Right. Basically, you're always looking for a fight. Basically, if I say black, you're going to say white. If I right. say the sun's coming up, you say it's going down. You, you, right. You're just always a quarrelsome person. Right. Yeah, you read from Proverbs 20, verse 3. It says, avoiding a fight is a mark of honor. Only fools insist on quarreling. It's a good verse. It is. Very convicting, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, I have to, number 10, be free from the love of money. You shouldn't be stingy. Should be out for the almighty dollar. Number eleven has to manage your household. Yeah, and, and you um, said, you know, you said, you, you know, obviously, if you've got, you know, one child that kind of has gone off the rails or something, yep. or is a stinker, yep, or yep, yep. or whatever, you know, that that happens sometimes. It does, but you have to kind of look at the big picture and and look at, you know, kind of the the big picture. It's there the long of their haul. household. The long it's over the long haul. haul. It's correct. like it's not a season. Right. I mean, all of us go we through a season. We all make stupid decisions. In our Kids lives. always go through a yeah. season. But I mean, I'm talking, is this kid going through a season and his season's from age 16 to 36? Right. Well, that's no longer a season. That's a, that's a lifestyle choice. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, anyway, number three is experience. First Timothy 3, 6. He must not uh, be a recent convert or he may be conceited and fall under the same judgment as a devil. You know, I didn't break that verse down, but that's a, that's a very good verse. Yeah. Um, he may be conceited. Mm -hmm. Go to his head. Yeah. Cause hey, I got all this and I've got this. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Um, but I do think there's a temptation to appoint guys in churches too early. 
Yeah. Because they may look good. They may talk well. They, mm-hmm. they may be leaders at their work. But leaders at your work doesn't also mean you're going to be a great leader at church because we're talking physical, the aspect of a, of a work, but we're also church-wise. We're talking spiritual. Yeah, it's spiritual it's maturity. Spiritual, yeah. yeah. Um, I think uh, I think it's interesting when you look at the Apostle Paul when they're establishing churches. You know, most of these churches that they go to are new converts. They're, right. they're not people right. who have been Christians for forty, right. fifty years. And so when they're when they're going there, they're they're at, they're establishing these churches and then they're putting in place mm-hmm. elders. Now, I don't know the time frame of that. I don't think it's really broken down in the scripture. He just says appoint elders. And I don't right. think it's immediately done. Right. This is just my, this is the way I'm interpreting these passages. I think it's done, but I think it's done shortly after they're established. Right. So in Acts 14, 23, it says, Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting, there's those two words again. Yeah. Committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. Yeah. So I looked at, I, I, if I broke this verse down, I would see that Paul and Barnabas would probably take some time to pray. And to fast before God, God, what do you want us to do? And I, these guys were so in tune with God that God probably picked these guys for them, for right. this church. Because, I mean, the verse, the verse ends by saying, in whom they had put their trust. Right. So they're trusting God that this is the right thing to do. Exactly. And so, yeah. Yeah. And then you see, you know, Paul continue to, to return to these churches. He continues to write to these churches exactly. and, you know, to, to disciple them pretty much exactly. and to lead them. And to help them, some you know, sometimes it's a mm-hmm. well done. Sometimes it's a little mm. smack on the backside, mm-hmm. and you need to get back in line because you're off base here. Exactly. Number four, reputation. First Timothy three seven. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders, so that he will not fall into disgrace into the devil's trap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that that's big because you you mentioned yesterday, you know. Someone from the outside is like, wow, that elder said that? He's an elder at that church? Well, I've well, why? seen that happen. I have too. I have too. Oh, wow, he's a leader at that church? Why would I want to go there? Well, he's no different than I am. Why would I want to go to church, period? It does a disgrace for the gospel of Jesus Christ when right. when you are when you do not have a good reputation yep. in your community. Uh, so I'm going to tell a story. So. Um, I know most people, about most, me? mostly adults listen to this, right? So I think so. Okay. So anyway, um, I was at a church one time. I was, I was really young. Um, I was trying to think how old I was. I had, um, just turned, um, let me think. I'm trying to think out loud here. Uh, I'm trying to think about this here. I had just turned 26, maybe my age, 25 or six. And, um, Close. yeah, I, I just turned 26. Danae had, was about six months old. I went to church as the minister, very young. I was very young to do this first, like first full-time preaching minister. Right. And Ooh, I had not, that is, that's young for, yeah, it is for full-time preaching. Yeah, minister. it is. Yeah, it is. And so I, um, I was at this church and I, I did not meet this guy who was a former elder, but he had passed away, passed away probably about a year and a half before I got there. Okay. And everybody who mentioned him in the church, which I can't believe it in the church, why they let him be an elder. Everybody in the church that talked to me about this guy and even a few people, because it was a smaller town. So I'd go to the diner and eat and all that. Mm-hmm. And they would be like, oh, you weren't here when so-and-so was alive because, you know, and then they would proceed to tell me the same thing. He owned it. He was a mechanic. Okay. Very good mechanic. Very fair. They said he didn't overcharge anybody. That was always a, that was a great reputation. Here's the thing that stuck out in people's mind. Mm-hmm. He had those calendars. With nude women on them mm. that hung in his office, in his shop, in his yeah. shop. and that's what they always said about him. Mm. Probably not the best reputation. He was an elder at the church. He was an elder at the church. So yeah. what I'm saying is that, and we're talking small town USA, right, right. And so one of the guys who was an elder at the church was laughing about it. You know, well, that was just, you know, him. I said, well, let me ask you something. What if you came in and I had that calendar in my office? Would exactly. you guys let me have it up there? And he just looked at me. He's like, no. I was like, well, then it shouldn't have been in his hanging in his garage. Right. He didn't care for that. I was 26 years old. Yeah. I tell him the same thing now. Exactly. Now, but, right. Uh, but anyway, you're right about that. So, uh, but I believe right now more than ever that um, I, I think God is calling men, but I think we need to listen to the call. Yes. Of uh, 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 jumping in and throwing our hats into this, into this realm. And mm-hmm. if you're listening today 
and you have not been a Christian in a while or you've been a Christian in a while and you know God is maybe maybe God's talking to you um to 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 step to the plate as a man I think you need to step to the plate. I think you need to make sure your house is in order, make sure mm-hmm. your heart's in order, make sure your mind is on God. Not because you feel like you have an agenda to push, mm-hmm. but you're all you want to do is see the kingdom of God expanded here in your lifetime. Right. That's the only thing that you that you need to. And if, if God has given you the gift of leadership, maybe you need to, maybe you need to, maybe fan in that flame. Right. That you need right. to. Um, maybe you need to do that. So, um, I I brought up yesterday. You know. Have you ever seen a minister or a church elder get involved like an affair or something and doesn't mm-hmm. want to and and and, and 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 oh it is they take a fall. It's detrimental. It is detrimental not only in the church but people on the outside mm-hmm. of the church cuz that spreads yep. like wildfire. Yep. It's absolutely horrible. Um I brought up our guys yesterday um uh John and Willie and Kevin and and Jeff and I just said these guys have great hearts. These guys they do pray. Mm-hmm. Um, they do want to see God's work here, um, done. And, um, that's the thing I think I noticed first thing about them, even when I first met them back in, I met them in 2017 in right. the summer and I didn't come until 2018, but I did know, I, I could see, I could sense in them, you know, just wanting God to lead them. Right. And so I always think that's good. And, um, and so those of you who are listening right now, just if I could just put a word in for you, just man, pray for those four guys. Pray that God would give them wisdom, direction, boldness, courage, um, make, make sure that they're, they're, they're leading the flock to point you all to God. Continue to pray for them because Mm -hmm. I think we take for granted sometimes the people that, that lead us and that are, so just keep praying. Praying for them, and I, I asked a question yesterday, and um, and I think it's a, I think it's a good question, but I think it's hard. And the question was this: What will RCC be like twenty years from now? Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good question. What will it be like? Yeah. Where will we be? What will we be? Mm-hmm. Are we going to be bigger, smaller? Going to go forward? We're going to go backward? Um, I think I said I'll be 20 years older, so I'll be in my late seventies. So I probably won't be there yeah. standing up every week and talking. Um, I'll be pushing 60. <laughs> and he'll be like, did you see Justin Bieber? On the- <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, probably uh, have not. Have you seen Bryce Harper? He's right. lost his hair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm in the all-star <laughs> slow pitch softball game. Exactly. <laughs> But I think it's a it's an important question. Yeah, absolutely. and I'll tell you what. Yesterday, it kind of floored me. Yeah, um, three people came up and said after first service. Yeah, um, right where we are, maybe go backwards, and they they kind of did it not meanly, but they mm-hmm. did it like unless things change, right? And um, that kind of um, set my tone for the next mm-hmm. ser- uh, service yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, when I asked the question, what will RCC be like, you know, 20 years from now, I think you honestly would to answer that question, RCC has to get out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. We got way too many people who are in a comfort zone. We got way too many people who live in the past. Mm-hmm. We got way too many people who focus on things that we shouldn't be focusing on. You, really, you're focused on your tradition. Mm-hmm. You're focused on your past, the way it used to be. It's not that way anymore. Yeah. I'm sorry to yeah, tell you. We have to you. focus on the way God wants it to be. So people think we can't change. People think we can't update. I call bupkis on you because we can update. We can change and we need to change. Mm-hmm. Um, this present building was built in 94. Anybody listening who was here in 94 still driving the same car that they were driving in 1994? Mm. Did you upgrade? Why? Anybody in the who who was here in ninety four, have you upgraded your kitchen or your bathroom since nineteen ninety four? Have you moved? Have you upgraded? Are you still making the same salary? You see, you not only do you change physically, but you have to change spiritually. Absolutely. And so I don't know why Christian people do not get this. And so I'm gonna backtrack a minute. This is why you were baptized. You believe that Jesus is Lord and Savior. You're saved. You've never made it out of the baptistry, and you've never been sanctified because you can't get past you. Mm -hmm. 
So you have to get past you. Absolutely. So if this place is going to be anywhere, RCC has to get over you, mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. We have to do this. And uh, we got to be looking for the journey that God is going to take us on. If you truly believe that with God all things are possible, you're never going to ask this question again. How much money is it going to take? Yep. You'll never ask that question. I never ask that question. Yep. I never ask that question first. Eventually, I'll say, okay, what's this going to cost? Because right. even Jesus said, before you sit down and build a building, you got to calculate the cost. Your cost right. But that's not the first thing. Because right. if that's your first thing, you've already nixed out yeah. God because you're never going to see enough money. Right. Uh, you're never going to see it. You're never going to see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people in the, who are listening to me, when you go to get a new car or trade your car and you actually pay cash for your car mm-hmm. and you drive away with it, guaranteed 99% people who listen to this podcast, you're driving a car, you got a loan for it right now. Mm-hmm. So if you calculated the cost, you wouldn't have bought that car. Right. You would have paid cash for it. So I'm just saying that Christian people have to look at things on a more spiritual perspective than, than on the physical aspect. Because what you do when you ask, that's your first question. And believe me, here at RCC, that's their first question. Yeah. Sorry to say, folks, that's your first question. So what you've already done is you've, you've chopped the legs out of the spirituality part of this, and you've taken God out of the equation. Now you've put you in charge. Yeah. You're in charge. It ain't ever going to happen. Yep. But if you take you out and you put God in charge— it's always going to happen. Yep. So that's what I believe, and it, I believe with all my heart. And absolutely. And I've used this um, uh, illustration before, where you know when you ask that question, what you're essentially doing is you're taking your your hands and you're closing your fist and you're clinging to what you have because you're afraid. And if you're clinging and you've got your fist closed like this, and obviously you in podcast land can't see what I'm doing, but if you've got your your fist closed like this. If you want to give me something, Craig, can I, am I going to be able to catch it? Mm-mm. No, because my fists are closed and I've got them tightly to my body. Unless but what, it's a Scooby snack. Unless it's a Scooby snack yeah, and then I'll catch it like Scooby did with my mouth. <laughs> but what you do is you say, you know what? What I have isn't even mine. Mm-hmm. It's God's. And so I release that and I open mm-hmm. my hands. Well, guess what? Now I can receive mm-hmm. the blessing that God wants to give me mm-hmm. because I say, you know what? God, it's yours anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know where this is going to come from. I don't know, you know, in my little mind how this is going to work, but I know that if you want it to happen, it will happen. Mm-hmm. And we have to be willing to say, okay, God, here it is. You do. And, and here's the thing. When, when you are at a church for a long period of time, and I, and I believe with all my heart, I, I believe this. I believe if you've gone to a church for years and years and years, you need to take about six months away and go somewhere else. Right. Not you have to leave, but you need to go somewhere else to get a different picture and a different viewpoint than your viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Because you've become so ingrained in what you think is right and this is what I always say. You've thought wrong so long you think it's right. Right. And I think it's time to move out of that. So if you can't do that, you've got to really work hard and be intentional about allowing God to show you things that you've never seen before because you're only going to see them the way grandma and grandpa taught you and then it was passed down to mom and dad and now it's passed down to you mm-hmm. and you're going to pass it to your kids. Somewhere along the line, the cycle has, yeah, to, has be to be broken. broken. Yeah. What does God want me to do? Right. And um I'm not saying that. You know, that you didn't learn anything from grandma and grandpa, mom mm-hmm. and dad, and aunts and uncles. You, you did. You absolutely did. P- perfect. I love that. But when it comes to church, I don't think, I don't think a lot of things, a lot of things are right with churches because we get a lot of personality. I mean, we even see Jesus with the disciples. Mm-hmm. They get into that. Yeah. They get yeah. into these little murmuring and, and argument and Jesus sets them straight. Right. And I think that Jesus needs to set us straight. I, mm-hmm. I think he needs to, um, you know, allow us to, see things from his perspective right so here's the hardest thing for people you don't know what it's going to look like mm-hmm. you don't know really what the future is you know you you don't know how you're going to do it but isn't that what it is all about and trusting god to lead us to where we need to go right because if you saw the big picture maybe you couldn't handle it mm-hmm. so maybe god's showing you every step of the way or maybe he shows you two steps or three steps of what you need to do and so um if I made my decisions for coming here based on how some people have made their decisions here about what we should do, I would have never come here. Right. Because I could have talked myself out of it because my reasoning was so much better than God's. Right. And so I'm out of my comfort zone. I'm not comfortable in central Ohio. I'm more comfortable in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, you know, I'm more comfortable with my people. Mm -hmm. And so, um, 
So I'm always like, why am I the only one that's uncomfortable? I want everybody else uncomfortable too. I want them to see what God can do. Right. Because when you're uncomfortable, God does show you things you've never seen before. And um, I know we always like to go, we, we, we like to think of the past. I, You know, I love the past. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love it. I It makes me warm. It makes me fuzzy. It makes me, here's, can I tell you something about my past? Um, I think I remember it better than it actually was. For sure. Uh, I think sometimes the good old days is not really the good old days. It's what I've made the good old days out to be. Right. And um, because, you know, we've always had issues. We've always had problems. There's always been government issues. Mm-hmm. There's always been the government problems. We've always had, in my lifetime, your lifetime, we've always had to deal with abortion. There's yeah. always, you know, so there's there's all this stuff that, that, that you that you have to go down. But there's the one constant that never changes mm-hmm. that has always been in my life. God. Yep. It's been God. Yep. And so the journey of God is the thing that should make me be where, what I want to be. Right. Because I am not the same person I was in 1985. I am. Mm-hmm. But I'm not spiritually. I am not the same person I was in 2019. I, I've totally changed. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, ta- I've changed a lot mm-hmm. because God has opened my eyes spiritually to things that he's want wants me to see, right? And sometimes I've not liked it. I have a. Uh, it's been hard. It's mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard. It's very hard. And I think sometimes we don't want hard. We don't want difficult. But sometimes following God is pulling up my shirt sleeves, getting dirty, and understanding that this is this is what God wants, right? And change is inevitable, whether mm-hmm. you want to admit it or not. Yeah. And so um, it's really hard. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. And I and I. And and I do feel for the struggle of change. Yeah, yeah. Um, because uh, you have a um, our minds play really hard tricks on us. Mm-hmm. But when I go back to the Word of God, it sets me straight. Um, so yeah, what is RCC going to be like twenty years from now? Yeah, uh, I hope we, I hope we're double the size or more. I hope that we're thriving. I hope the kingdom of God is like going crazy mm-hmm. here. Where if it's on this property or another property, I have no idea. What I don't want RCC to be is a hundred people mm-hmm. because we refuse to change, and it's just a family church. Yeah, and it makes me feel good. Yeah, that would be a disgrace to God. Yep, absolutely, big time. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, guess what? As long as I'm here. We're heading down the rails, and so um, it's it's going to happen whether you want it to happen or not. It's just going to happen, right? And so unless God removes me from the equation, and He might, mm-hmm. He might, you never yeah. know. Yeah, you're absolutely right, though. I think that if we allow Him to, God can work in the heart. He exactly. can work in even in through our weaknesses. You, we mm-hmm. saw that Allie and I went um, had a had an evening to ourselves on Friday. And she texted me. I was actually cutting a load of wood, and mm-hmm. she texted me, and she was like, "Hey, would you want to go see the Chosen tonight?" And I'd forgot that it was it was airing in theaters starting Friday, and I'm like, "Well, yeah." And so we got tickets, and we went and saw the first two episodes of season three okay. in the theater. And there's a there's a scene between Jesus and Little John, not from Robin Hood, but, right, right, but the other Little John in in uh, in the Chosen. And where he just kind of is talking with with John about you know about his weakness and yeah, about yeah. you know his ailment and right. and how you know it's it's he's going to be healed but it's right. not going to be that time but God's going to use him and use that weakness for His glory right you know and I think that the, we have to realize that that guess what it's not always going to be warm and fuzzy it's not always going to be no. good but God is going to He's going to use the hard. For his glory. Exactly. You know, exactly. It may not make sense to us. It may not make us feel good, but it's going to be for his kingdom and for his glory. And we no. have to remember that. No. So it's all for the glory of God. Everything mm-hmm. we do is for the glory of God. Yep. Every time we stand up, every time we get out of bed, every time we, we go to work, it's all for the glory of God. We forget that. We, yep. we, we, we think it's all about, I got my job. I got my family. I get, I, I have this. I have that. But really, it's like I have my job. How am I going to glorify God today at my job? What, what's God calling me to do? Right. So, um, exactly. So there you go. Um, leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, big thing um a lot of people i've talked to guys who would def they they should be elders or ministers yeah but they're not because 
they they just say it's they're, it's too much. Yeah. They don't. That's too much spiritually for them. Right. But they should be probably. Right. I, I don't know. Yeah. But um, so yeah, we're gonna finish out this series next week, and um, we're gonna talk about um, and back to the basics. We're gonna talk about gratitude one hundred and one. There you so, go. So um, this will be good. Should be good following Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, gratitude is huge. We, the Bible talks a lot about a, a thankful heart, but I, I think we, I don't think we're th- so thankful sometimes. I, th- I say we, I think we think we're thankful, but we're not really um, as right. a whole. So also coming up on Monday, November twenty eighth. That is what. That's um. A week from today, right? Monday, November, yeah. Yeah. 5.30 to 7 p.m. is simply still for all the women. Um, so hopefully you guys will, um, come out and enjoy that, the women. So you can register at richwood.church forward slash women for that. Christmas night of worship, we've already mentioned that's Sunday night, uh, December 4th at 6 p.m. Uh, hope you guys come out, worship and get kicked off for the Christmas season and, Brandon, Justin Bieber, Bryce Harper will all be here, so mm-hmm. you guys will want to um, enjoy it. And Mariah Carey, correct? Yes. Okay, I thought so. Uh, Women of Worth. There's another women's event. It's a brunch. It's going to be held um, for women 18 years and older. Uh, child care is for, provided, and uh, you can... Um, where, what is this going on? You can join the ladies on Saturday, December 10th in the RCC Fellowship Hall at 10 a.m. And once again, you can register at richwood.church forward slash women. How about that? There you go. Christmas weekend. You want to tell us about Christmas weekend? Yeah, absolutely. We have three identical services. So Christmas falls on a Sunday this year. Um, it also falls on December 25th, if you were curious as to what exactly. day that was. Um, but it's going to be a Sunday this year. And so we are having three identical services, Christmas Eve at 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock, Christmas morning at 10.30 a.m. Um, you can come to one of those services. They will all be the same. Um, we're going to just spend the weekend uh, worshiping our God and giving praise to him for what he did through Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and if you come to the 3 o'clock... And you come to the five o'clock and you come to the 1030 service the next day, mm-hmm. you're going to be right with, you'll see exactly what we have to see. We'll, every service is the same. So by the time you get to the third service and we're like, Hey, hope you guys are, we've already done this. This is our third time. Exactly. I mean, you might as well serve somehow. Exactly. So I hope it's, um, hope it's really, um, hope you guys can, um, come out, bring your families. We have, um, invite cards that are in the phone. Welcome center, Welcome so center. you can grab one of those and do that. Just wanted to let you all know that, um, and I know most of you know this by now, but Todd Norquist is stepping down at the end of uh, December, and he is God is calling him into a different um, arena, different journey, different area, and he is not quite sure of that, but he knows that God is um, opening his heart to to something new, mm-hmm. and uh, it's hard to turn the page. Todd's been here twenty three years. Yep. And, um, so on Sunday, December the 18th, in between the nine and the 1030 service, we're going to be having a uh, reception for Todd and Lynn, a cake, nothing better than cake at 10 o'clock in the morning, right? right. Uh, as long as there's coffee to go with it. Well, there, I'm sure there will be that. And then that'll also be following the 1030 worship yep. service right after that. You can come down and talk to Todd and Lynn and, um, we're going to be, um, you know, honoring them that day. I'll bring Todd up and, um, we'll pray for him. And so we're just going to make this, but we, we figured we could do this the week before Christmas so we wouldn't get lost in the right, shuffle of right. Christmas. So. so I shouldn't ask Todd to run sound that week then. Well, you can. You can no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I, um, uh, so just keep Todd and Lynn in, yep, in your prayers absolutely. and, um, just that God would lead them to where they need to go. I'm going to miss Todd. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed, um, getting to know him, to work with him and, um, him and Lynn. And they've been just such an integral part here at RCC for 23 years. It's, um, I'm kind of, um, on the realm and anxious to see what it's going to be like without him. And right. so, um, Todd does such little, some tiny little things that nobody knows about. Uh, we'll find out what that is. After exactly. He's gone, right. So. Right. Um, but I, um, hope you guys, um, have a very good Thanksgiving and whether you're with fem- family or friends or whatever you're going to do, enjoy the weather. It's supposed to be a sunny and in the fifties. That'll be nice. Mm. I think the warm weather's here to stay. Whatever you need to keep telling yourself, buddy. <laughs> Whatever you need to tell yourself. It's not even December yet. So you guys, while you're at it, um, just say a prayer for Craig. And most importantly for me, because when the weather does really turn, that's when I'll hear it. I turn into Yosemite Sam. Right, exactly. I was doing that Saturday when... Jumping up and down, stomping. 
But what what was that snow that we had the other night? I don't know, man. I actually was up in the middle of the night and went to take Jasper out. And I'm like, it is snowing. Like there was a Hard. skip of snow Hard. on the ground. Um Yeah, I mean we're high of forty four today, high of fifty tomorrow, high of fifty three Wednesday, fifty three Thursday, forty nine with a fifty eight percent chance of rain on Friday, so dad and I will probably get soaked. While we're hunting, oh. uh, 49 with a 46% chance of rain on Saturday, high 47 with a 33% chance of rain on high Sunday, 47. Okay. So at least you'll be in a good mood. It's not like, you know, super cold, but then it's going to, well, man, it's carrying the forties into December. And, and then, then and then the high in the 60s, second week of December. I don't think so. We're back up to 70 come Christmas day. Whatever little world you want to live in, you go for it. You tell yourself How that. funny would it be if that's exactly what happened? <laughs> yeah, there's a, a chance. I mean, obviously it's two weeks out, but a projected chance of snow on Monday, December the 5th. Excuse me? Snow. That's that little white stuff mm. that comes down from heaven. I, uh... <laughs> Hey, they're tired. I, when it they're tired of hearing us. Yeah, when it's yeah, yeah. when I when it started snowing the other day, I Snapchatted everybody and said, "Hey, I'm moving to Florida. I'll see you all back in June. If I could do it, I would." Right? I hate the winter. Yes, you do. But added gratitude 101 this Sunday, so we'll we'll talk about that. There we go. I'll hey. try not to talk bad about the weather. I can't complain about the weather Sunday. Talk you about gratitude. You won't be able to. Well, exactly. So right. I just got a Snapchat back from my mom. I sent her a, a snap at the beginning of our podcast. She said, "Good. I need a podcast to listen to on my drive Thursday." <laughs> so there well, she goes. There she goes. Ask and she shall receive. Um, but. Yeah, no, I think you hit everything. I think, um, good message yesterday. Like you mm-hmm. said, good, good just service. Um, the worship was, was good. People were, were singing. And exactly. So you guys keep coming out, keep inviting your friends. And we had several new folks yesterday. Yep. That was always exciting to see mm-hmm. and, um, um, coming and we'll end up our sermon series Sunday. And following Sunday, we start, we get kicked off with Todd leading off with, um, All Night Divine. So that'll be All awesome. Night Divine. That's yep. right. Yep. Okay, well, thanks for joining us. Again, I apologize for last week, and I'll try not to make that happen again. So you all have a great rest of your week. Greg, you too, and I will catch you later.